a square box fits into a round hole. This week on The Hapless Heroes. I need some friends that are halfway normal. Welcome back to another episode of the Hapless Heroes podcast. I'm Francesco Toledo. I'm your host in DM as we uh, wrap up our little exploration into what's happening in the present while our heroes are in the past fighting for the present. Uh, yeah. Anyways, I have a wonderful cast of characters here that I'm going to introduce to you. Starting my virtual left, we have Zach as Parada Lincoln Woods. Here I am in a hole underground with a box <laughs> uh nicole as dwonk coppergrog definitely the safest option for moving a goose and john as a dazed doctor to do to do falling last time on the show uh spent a long time just kind of exploring and understanding really what the aftermath was of ebenezer's um mission here and, and, and sort of a siege of Ardwall. Um, its inhabitants are now just sort of these wandering soulless husks. Um, and it seems like Dedu has been affected by this, 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 this to a certain degree. And Dwonk has been the one who, you know, managed to survive and is trying to well, who was trying to help out or at least just wrangled to do until someone else came to help. Uh, and in came Paradell. You guys obviously took survey of everything, saw everything was fucked. Clippy was at absolutely no assistance to you whatsoever. And then suddenly, out of nowhere, from the great blue horizon, rode in a 31 squared said something about how the multiverse is out of alignment and he needs to try to find a way uh, with your help to hopefully return people's souls to their bodies, albeit he said this was going to be a bit of a risky and alternative method to doing so. You traveled to the seat, well, what was the seat of power here in Ardwall, which is this massive manor and villa where I guess the um, sea lords would, re would reside and, you know, would do most of their ruling from i suppose there was a button pressed under a desk the desk slid away a hole opened with uh or sorry yeah like a hole was revealed with the ladder going down and that's where we are now going down a ladder into a hole into the unknown as 31 squared is in search of something special he said that you know obviously his time is limited because the more time he spends with you the you know more risk and danger there is of the modrons from Mechanis coming here to reassimilate 31 squared and remove the rogue Modron from existence and from causing any further chaos. However, it seems as though chaos is on the menu with our group as it always tends to be. So comes with your choice of potato. 
All we, right, let's get into it. This ladder goes down quite a ways. Um, and you can, and you're, in, and, and you're surrounded just by like just stone walls. Like it's like, like this. This looks like this was literally just dug out from like a like 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 from the stone that like this like that is that the that this villa is built upon, like on top of this mountain, like a cliff face. And as you are descending deeper, um, you're noticing that like some of the stone on the walls have like carvings in them in, in different languages, all spelling the words of um, like like saying things like saying the word like the, the name Southwind, um, and 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 others too. There's some other names and stuff that you don't recognize, but they're just like other names that are popping up, and maybe these are just like names of former sea lords or you don't necessarily know but their names are sort of engraved into the walls as you're heading down for those of you at least with dark vision who can see that is that any of us i have dark vision (laughs) i am definitely also dark visioned did you probably (laughs) wouldn't care (laughs) yeah does did you um did what does Dedu see, and how does he react? <laughs> um, so I was thinking, like, once you pull Dedu into the tunnel, because you're kind of climbing down a ladder to go down it, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, if how quickly does Dwonk manage to catch the falling Dedu? Because if he got startled, I think he would do something. <laughs> oh no! Well, Dwonk, um. How did you pull? Like you were pulling to do in behind you, like above you. What are you doing to support him, or how are you pulling him down into this hole? Because he's just being dragged like a tied bird into the hole. So like when Dwonk is going down the ladder at first, right? He's he's got his hammer kind of over his head, and that's what the hook is hooped around that he's pulling to do with. So he's like using his actual hand to climb down. And then as soon as he feels like he pulls with the hammer on one rung and feels the, you know, the difference, right, of like something falling over the edge above him, like that suddenly there's no resistance on the pull. So Juwant quickly hooks his hammer hand over the ladder and like reaches out with his actual arm to catch the falling goose. (laughs) I mean, you're a monk with very good reflexes, even in your like drunken master technique. So like, I'm going to just give it to you because that's just fun. The problem is now, like, how do you descend? Because you have essentially a hand on to do and a hammer on a ramp. Yeah, on a so, on. like, if you ever played with those, like, hooking monkey toys when you were a kid, mm-hmm. yes. so I'm just mm-hmm. using my hammer to, like, hook onto each ladder, ladder rung as I'm going down. I love this so much. <laughs> while, while you have a thrashing to do. <laughs> well, I have a thrashing goose kind of no, just actually, like. Hold on a second. I forgot to, I, I forget if, uh, if, this, if this was the case or not. Does, did you have dark vision? No. Oh, perfect. So, so you're, he, in so a, he's just you're, being... you're tied up in a dark hole. Right. So each like time you shift down, it goes, huh, huh, huh. And eventually you hear nothing. After like the third or fourth rung, you uh-huh. hear nothing. <laughs> Did you knock him unconscious? I wonder. No. Also, the rope goes completely slack. The fifty feet of hempen rope is no longer. Like he's not pulling on it. Holding or resisting him. There's it? not. There's not a, a sixty pound or hundred pound bird in there anymore. <laughs> uh oh. 
Wait a second, what do you mean by that? Um, Dudu polymorphed himself into a butterfly. <gasps> the survival instinct! <laughs> <laughs> so, so Dwok so stops, not- I guess, at a certain point. You would see the butterfly in your with your dark vision. Well, if it would be so far below us, though, right? Above you. Above us? You're holding him above no. you. Oh, I guess I'm, I'm actually I'm holding him, right? That's what I had said. I had said I had grabbed him with my arm. Yes. So I guess I would have. I, I wasn't felt sure if that meant you like, caught the rope. I would have felt him kind of go like, <laughs> poof, and disappear as he turned into a butterfly. So yeah, Dwok slaps himself in the side of the head with his hand after the goose disappears from his arm. <laughs> oh my. Okay, there is now a butterfly of 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 the dew floating around in there. Um this is interesting. <laughs> a dwonk before this butterfly floats away or flies. I mean, like where is it? Are you flying upward right now towards the I, light? I guess he's I guess he's going down. You're going down. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, the, the butter- looking for ground. Okay, the butterfly flies past you. Paradil, there is a uh, 31 squared on your shoulders as you're climbing down this ladder and uh, you, 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 you see that the 50-foot rope just falls slack next to you, right? That was previously honk-tying the dew. Mm-hmm. And now both you and Dwonk are looking frantically around for a butterfly that's sort of just swirling around this. <laughs> like I'm not worried. I'm not worried about this. I'm not concerned. <laughs> this seems like a win-win for parents. <laughs> yeah, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not Hi. going to go out of my way to kill butterfly to do, but I'm not going to <laughs> go out of my way to try to capture him and make him come closer to me. Can we see how far down the ground is now? Um, Peridil can see that there is there appears to be some, a, a dimly lit um, like room below that you are not too far from, probably another 50 feet or so of climbing left. That's too far to jump out and catch the butterfly. Yeah, because that would also risk, you know, the people who are below you. Well, in that case, to do you, fuff, you just you 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 butterfly yourself right down into a chamber, and uh, shortly after, your com- former companions also make their way down. I think I can polymorph myself back right away too. You enter into a large chamber. It has there are uh, multiple. The, the, the chamber itself, you're entering in towards like the almost like center left of it, and it is. about 70 feet by 40 feet right stretches about it stretches out to your left and right and then it's a little bit shorter um, like up and down there are six doors three on each side to your north and south and then a set of double doors to your east as you descend Um, you're entering in sort of center left Um, it's 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 70 the long way like like east to west 40 Mm -hmm. north to south Okay. The and northern. We're, and we're entering on the west. You're entering like center west, like like almost like like just a few, like maybe a ten feet off center. So we're entering on the north side. You're entering on the western side. On the western side. Okay. In between. Right. Okay. Um. Then you have uh, 
the northern wall has three doors that seem to re- lead to other corridors or rooms. Uh, the southern wall also has three closed doors, and the eastern wall has um, a set of double doors. This chamber itself that you're um, entering into has is filled with treasure chests. It's filled with like plunder. It's filled with um, artifacts of all different kinds, like an, uh, some on display, some still like looks like they're like in piles, like that still need to be sorted through. It like, looks like a proper like pirates like like booty chamber. And I'm not and I'm talking about like gold and plunder. <laughs> booty chamber, nice. <laughs> um. And 31 squared, uh, you know, like, you know, as, as you kind of get down, like, looks around and says, Tell me, why do all of these material possessions fascinate you organics? You seem to place so much value in what appears to be just a mineral. And he's, like, looking at, like, the gold coins, for example. This is how we do, man. There's, there's no explaining it. This is our currency. This is how we uh, accumulate worth in our world. This is what has always fascinated me about organic life and life born from chaos. And this is why I chose to separate from the hive mind. Free will of all organic beings is something worth championing for. As you're saying that, uh, Dudu opens the first door on the north <laughs> and just kind of wanders in. <laughs> yep. As a butterfly? As a butterfly? Yeah, wait no, a second. Hold no, I, 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 can, I can polymorph myself back. Okay, I can so do it without poof, even, there's a goose yeah. person again, and now he's free from restraints. <laughs> oh, my God. This is uh, and has dark vision. It is now, and has yeah, dark vision. It is now poking around <laughs> in this. Perfect. Which, which door to the north? Because, like, again, yeah, they're just like, there's three the of them. The first one. The very one. first one. Yeah, sure. Um, this room appears to have more uh, things of the paper variety, so like scrolls, books. It's a smaller chamber. It's only about um, fifteen by ten. It's like a, it's almost like just like a storage closet, but these, but it's with like bookshelves and scrolls. Which door was this? The um, northwestern. First on the north. Northwestern door. Yep. Um, so to do kind of like shuffle some off of his head, like pushes some with his beak uh, or with his wing. It just starts like flapping like a crazy bird <laughs> in the middle of the room, just making an absolute disaster. Peridil runs over and room. locks him into that work. Locks him into that room. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Perfect. So from behind, um, yeah. from, from behind the locked door, you can hear the bumping, shuffling, and tearing of things. <laughs> But like, I think that now that you've locked him in into room. a small room, he's probably yeah. freaking out more. I'm going to use my thieves' tools to seal the door instead of opening it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the old reverse lockpick. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the sure. permanent lock. Yeah, Break. make me a thieves' tools check. <laughs> 19. Good enough for this door. See you later, Dudu. <laughs> Dudu, you are uh, like two se- two seconds later. Dudu pops up again on the other side of the door, having polymorphed himself into an ant, gotten under the door, yes. and immediately right back. Yes. Uh, oh no! I guess now now is later. Now is later. <laughs> 
And so now, yeah, he's, he again just begins wandering and, and, and poking around. Um, 31 Squared addresses you, Paradil, and you, Dwonk, as you are, you know, the only, I guess, people capable of understanding what he's trying to explain right now. And he says, we must search for any traces of a liquid or any passages that mention the word Legrodex. Please assist me in trying to find this information. I will also attempt to look for any records or remnants of any references to such place. Paradil uh, opens the middle door on the southern wall. Okay. Um, this one appears to uh, actually have uh, another, it's another storage room. This one actually has sarco- not sarcophagi, um, like the like like mummy um, uh, preparation stuff. Yeah, like not not the preparation stuff. The um, the actual like you know like the things that the bodies would be enclosed in, like just the actual like coffins that like there would be like a you know a mummy, mummy or something. Stuff. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sarcophagi, you were right. Yeah, sarcophagi, but like standing ones, like not like stone ones that are like on the ground, but they're like 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 lined up like like on the walls. Like one of them has been cracked open and it appears it looks like it's empty, right? You can see that like they're you know it, it, like some of the like it, it must have been like looted or like you know like they've already been gone through. Um, the others appear to be sealed. This all just looks like stuff that had been plundered from somewhere. My map is just labeled mummy stuff. Mummy stuff. <laughs> is that accurate? Yeah, it's accurate. <laughs> all right, um, I'm gonna do an investigation. Uh. I'm gonna do an investigation on. Uh, you you said how many sarcophaguses? Sarcophagies? There's are prob- there there are seven that are unopened. The eighth is opened. And oh empty. my god! What the fuck is wrong with the Southwinds? They took eight sarcophagi. It's not just the Southwinds. It's all it's it was all the Sea Lords, right? Like it, there's only Jeez. one Southwind on the Sea Lords Council right now. I mean, personally, if I have like a treasure room, I think one sarcophagus isn't enough. Like what, maybe, what are they gonna do? Maybe they knew there was something valuable in there. Maybe you know they were I mean? saying like, them. delicious mummy jerky. I think they're just tacky, personally. <laughs> I think once you, once you get over five sarcophagi, I think you need to start to look inward. <laughs> it's just too much. <laughs> maybe you're seeking to fill a void that you can maybe, you know, do some therapy about. Okay? Well, listen, maybe like the when sarcophagus when, if, is not gonna, the sixth sarcophagus is not gonna solve whatever whatever. Uh, hunger or thirst you have in you. If, if pirates and can't definitely not plunder, the then the what purpose do they have, you know? Yeah, maybe they need to go to therapy, okay? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hashtag pirates need therapy too. Pirates will literally plunder eight sarcophagi before going to therapy. Okay, I'm going to... Can I just, like, do uh, a blanket uh, investigation of these Yeah, but I mean, like, what are you investigating for, I guess? Like, what are you, what are you, trying, to, what are you trying to gather here? Pirate ghosts. Pirate ghosts. Yeah, I'm into... Okay, yeah. sure. Are there any pirate ghosts here? Sure. No, yeah. no. <laughs> no, um, I'm looking for mentions of uh, Ligerdex, I guess. On these sarcophagi. Let's do it. That is... What did I say? Investigation? Mm-hmm. Can I use my Smith's tools? <laughs> no! I mean, unless you wanted to, like, you know, use, like... <laughs> Uh, something no, within no. your Smith's tools to like pry one of these open or break it can open. Can I do a can I do a backflip while I'm investigating and use acrobatics? <laughs> I mean, you could use acrobatics to look cool while you're investigating. 
It's right. not going to aid it's your a, check at all. You, you could ask Duong for help. <laughs> it's it's just a seven. I got a seven. I mean, these look like sarcophagi, nothing to do with any sort of like this. this these look from like they're from like this this world, just somewhere far away. Cool. Um. Hmm. All right. I think I'm moving on from this room. Yeah, Dwok doesn't even follow you into the second room. He just stood the doorway, looked at the sarcophagi, and went, yeah, and walked onto the third door and, like, opened that as you were assessing. The On the southern wall, right? The one closest to the eastern, like, set of double doors? Well, yeah, there were three doors on the north wall, right? So this would be, three, like, the, the... Three north, three south, one on the east yeah. wall. Yeah, yeah so, so far, this would be, like, the uh, last door on the north, then. Yeah, last door on the north. So north, north, uh, north, east. The mummy stuff was in the middle door on the south wall. Correct. Oh, on the south wall. Okay. Yeah, yeah we're just we're just going in whatever doors we. We're just right. zigzagging all over the room now. Um, like a fart in the wind. Like no, okay, I guess because I, I I did I looked butterfly. at this I looked at the mummy door and and shuddered. So the the south. We came in from the west. The southeast door, then I guess, would be the next door if I walked past the mummy room. Yeah. So I'm opening the southeast door. Sounds good. Um, this opens up, and in here you actually see um, there are like it's, it is wall to wall, like casks of various alcohols. Dwan gets a huge smile on his face and closes the door behind him. Okay. <laughs> You son of a bitch. All right. Wait, which door was that again? The south wall southeast. or the north wall? Southeast. 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 Okay. I'm just going to write, Dwunk is Dwunk. Uh, Dudu has opened both the other two northern doors. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not sure if you would have opened both, because the second one, and the one in the middle, is filled with exotic... Um, like cured foods, like like things that we could, that are shelf stable, like shelf stable yep, foods. Yeah, wouldn't have made it to the third one for sure. No, eating, <laughs> whatever he can find. Like he's just yeah. This this room is now becoming an equal disaster to the other room he was just in. There are some cured sausage sticks in here, so yeah. I feel yep, like those are gone first. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Paradell moves on to the the northeast door. Yeah. Um, you open this door, and on the wall that you that you that you're facing, as soon as you walk in, it is lined North up wall. with um, armor racks, right? Like uh, like mannequins that all have these very exotic looking armors um, attached to them on display. And then on the walls to your left and right is just, I mean, we're talking like 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 racks floor to ceiling of weapons. Bladed weapons, blunt weapons, spiked weapons, pointy weapons, um, shooty weapons. Okay, it's I'm going to It's just gonna like kind of stockpiled do... in here. Yeah, I'm going to do a... Uh... What do you want, like a history? Can I do a history check on the armor? Sure. It's a uh, 11. 11. Okay, an 11 would tell you that these armors look very old. Do they look in that uh, little they don't like look Rodexian? like 
they don't look like anything that anyone would be wearing today in battle. As they're way more like dressed up, uh, they also, you know, are employing, um, I guess, like outdated stitching methods. But that's about all you can identify. You could, couldn't really place like what time period these armors would be from. Uh, I'm going to call 31 squared in to help me. Um, 31 squared is busy. Uh, like he's in, in, in examining and attempting to do his telescopic lock picking of the Eastern door. And he I'm going to help him. Uh, oh, okay. Well, what does he say? Sorry. He says, what would you require my assistance with? Good paradigm. Um, I found all this crazy armor. It looks really old and not, not of this time. Uh, what do you make of this? Is this uh, of, of Lagradexian uh, origin? He takes a break from the lockpicking and looks over at the into the room and says, Nope, I don't think so. That looks something of this plane. Maybe something ancient? Oh. Anyways, uh, could you give me an assistance with this door? I seem to be having trouble. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Paradol makes his way over to the, uh, the eastern double doors, were they? They were double doors? Mm-hmm. And, um... Yeah, he's gonna use his, uh, thieves' tools. Okay. That's, uh, 17. A 17, you, you feel as if, like, you are about to unclasp the lock. And then you feel almost as something, like, push your, um, like, push all of the pins back into position. As if something, as if they were actually acted on by another force. Okay. Um... Can I do an Arcana check, or uh, um, sure? If that's what you, if you think magic is afoot here, Nat one, a Nat one. <laughs> yeah. Surely this door is cursed. Okay, great. Uh, uh I'm now afraid of the door. And um, I back away and check the southwest uh, door. What do you tell 31 Square? Like, what do you say as you back away from the door? Nothing. I just look spooked as hell. Par Paradil, I, I, we, we were just working on this door. I, do you I don't want to go near that thing. It's cursed. I don't want to be cursed. I don't want to go back up to the surface and be, be have my soul removed like the rest of them. Maybe they tried to open this door. Strange. This does not appear to be the point of origin of the catastrophe experienced on the surface. However, I am willing to entertain your hypothesis. All right. I mean, you're you're more than welcome to keep working on this and getting cursed, but I'm I'm going to stay away from it. I'm I'm going over to the I'm going to check out this room over here. Okay, I will continue working on this door then. Remember, every moment that passes, the danger to your realm increases by 0.00001%. How exacting is of a measurement of time is moment, Fran? 
Wait, did you say moment or minute? I'm pretty sure you said moment. I did and say that's moment. that's bullshit. <laughs> is moment a... What's he it's called? A, a mojo? Is that a Modron unit of time that's somehow more exact? It is hard to tell you exactly how many minutes in your realm. It would take quite a bit more computational power. I would need to reconnect to the Modron matrix to understand the proper passage of time on this plane. For you must understand, I have experienced time in many different planes at many different speeds. Well, now I've experienced a Modron talking straight out of his ass. I'm going to go look at this room. <laughs> wow. Called out. <laughs> um, you go to the southwest door, is what you said? Yeah. Yes. That one opens to a hallway that goes another 20 feet to another door. What's behind that one? You wouldn't know. It's locked. And it is an iron door. Uh, I'm going to pick the lock on this one. It's Thieves Tools. Thieves Tools style. Okay. It's 23. You open the door, and inside here are the inanimate forms of the... Uh, <laughs> of some of the Doppelpopolis automata. Oh, nice. Do you remember Doppelpopolis? From, yep. uh, from I do. From the, 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 there was the, where the, the kids um, were, were, were built, we, you guys had yeah. built all the automata to then make yeah, the people move over to, guys. yeah. There are some of the inert forms of some of those automata here in this, uh, in this room. Um, That's gross. There's, there's about 20 of them. Just like heads bowed, like like not oh. not functional. All right, I'm leaving them alone. <laughs> I'm not gonna poke um, them. See if they those creep they me think. out. <laughs> no, they just creep the me dude out. Dudu walks out. He seems like he's eating. He, he has like bits of meat still, kind of like on his face and even, and he's holding like an eight foot long sausage link, like links of sausage that go like eight feet behind him. He's kind of dragging that with him up towards where um, 31 squared is working. Okay, just like munching, like are you like kind of like just just like kind of just sitting there now, like kind of fluffing your feathers and eating? Yep, just watching him. Every once in a while, one of the sausages disappears into his, you know, beak. Fantastic. Um, Duonk is also investigating the room that he's in, kind of. You had mentioned that there were casks in there. Uh, yes. Yeah. Was it just casks or like casks and bottles? Just casks. No, no actual bottles. It was like just like all like 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 bar like barrels. Like barrels. Okay. So so Dwonk's like wandering around the room, kind of looking at the barrels, checking to see if any of them are like labeled. No, I wouldn't say that they are labeled in any traditional sense, but you can tell some of the barrels themselves have wine stains on them, and others do not. Okay. None of them like say where they're from or have like a shipping. No, they are all covered in a fine layer of dust, however. Are there any spigots or taps or whatever you use to get into a cask in here? You watch your mouth. <laughs> Wait, what? Oh, God. I don't know. Spigot always sounds like a dirty word to me. It kind of does, doesn't it? Yeah. I get that. Um, 
Anyways, <laughs> excuse me. Is it just storage, or are there actual like tools to open these casks around? There were, there aren't any tapping tools, at least present in this room. It looks like it is just just storage. Like maybe they're just like being left here to age. Hmm. How heavy are the casks? How heavy are the casks? Well, you try to lift one? Yeah, I'm trying to drag one. I mean, how I don't know how heavy is a full barrel of like liquid? Is a cask bigger than like a traditional beer keg? Yeah, a cask is bigger. Yes. It sounds like it's about 140 pounds. There you go. Could Twonk move that? Oh yeah. Or uh, between 140 and 160, it looks like. All right, well, Dwonk opens the door back up and tries to drag a cask with him. Okay, I mean, you're doing it. You're dragging one out of the room. You can see now, everyone can clearly see what Dwonk was <laughs> doing in there. Okay. How's, uh, what is 30, what is 31 Square's progress like on that, on that eastern door? You can see that every attempt that 31 squared attempts, you know, goes to make to, to unlock it. That's something, some other, something again is like forcing his like arm or his hand back into position. And he hmm. just like looks very confused. It appears that there is something preventing my attempts of opening this door. This is most unexpected. Yeah, it's cursed, man. I'm telling you. He like looks over the door again. Gives it a couple knocks. Does not appear cursed to me. Um, we're all standing within 10 feet of each other, right? Yes. Dudu is going to try to teleport to the other side of the door. You don't, well, oh, oh, what do you mean by teleport? I can teleport. What's the spell? <laughs> Six, eight willing creatures. Or an object to teleport to a place you know, have seen, or can describe. Okay, so I'm just going to say the other side of the place. door. You don't know this place. You've never seen this place, and you cannot describe what's on the other side of that door. So you can't tell I can't me. just use the description of other side of that door? No. You don't know what's beyond that okay. door. It could just be a brick wall over there. Could be a 500-foot pit. Okay. Could be pirate Then he won't do anything. He'll continue eating. That is, that is Schrodinger's room, for all intents and purposes. There's a cat in there. That's dead. There is, <laughs> there is, or is not a cat in that. The, the, both, both possibilities are equally true right now. Whoa, man! Is uh, the door? The door is all wood, right? Mm -hmm. And the lock mechanism is metal. I don't know if to do would actually know to help that nope, way. To do is just busy munching away. Right. Because he can turn the door into things, he can turn the metal into stuff, but he has to recognize that like it's kind of imperative that they get through there. And outside of them trying, he doesn't really think it's that necessary. So now he's got sausage and beer. He's got everything he needs right now. Right. <laughs> Thirty-one squared says, "Would either of you be able to apply enough force to this door to just break it open?" As you can see, my feeble little arms cannot achieve such a task. 
Tuvok stops dragging his his cask across the room and walks over and just slams the door as hard as he can with his hammer arm. All in like one motion, like still walking, hits it with the hammer. Yeah, like just like a massive impact. Uh, roll me an attack against the door. 13. Okay, I mean, you, you connect with the door, but it, it, it doesn't really do like... I mean, you, you leave a nice little dent in the wood. Uh, Paradel's gonna search that weapons room for like a, like a great hammer or something. Yeah, something I mean, like there, there something are something bludgeoning. Mall, there are malls in here. There are like you know these, there, there's there's plenty of bludgeoning like large two-handed bludgeoning instruments. I'm gonna grab the the largest, most bludgeoningest two-handedest instrument in here. Okay, it's a very large hammer that uh, if you were not wearing your bracers, you'd probably not be able to wield. But with those bracers of strength that you have, uh, you easily hoist it over your head. It's very heavy, very strong, very thick hammer. Nice. Does it have a bow on it? No. Fuck. (laughs) Come on. It's got a little bow on it. Got a little pink a little, bow on it. Okay. You can put a bow on it. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> sure. <laughs> nice. Cool. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna take this big chongus of a hammer with a little pink bow on it, and uh, yeah, I'm gonna swing. I'm gonna swing it. Okay. I mean, you know, you can use your strength plus your proficiency for your roll because you are proficient with your with martial weapons as a fighter. So. More than more than able to just give a good heave ho. Yeah. Do you want to roll? Yeah, please. Strength press. Oh my god, that's a bad roll. Uh, it's still a twelve. That's a twelve again. Another smack on the door. And uh, but you know you leave a little bit of a dent, but that that's that's about as much as you're able to muster. Right. You can hear from behind the door now. Some something some something. I'm gonna go for it again, if you if you will allow it. Okay, sure. Um, before you, yeah, you just ignore whatever sound you just heard and you swing again. Eleven. Eleven <laughs> is worse. Um, so yeah, I mean, again, another dance in the door. Third time's a charm. Oh my god! Again, you hear something from behind the door. But you go to swing again. Mm-hmm. Good God. Hang on, I gotta chase this one onto the ground. <laughs> Give me a number from the floor. That's a 20. That's a 20. All right, roll me some damage against the door. It's 2d6 plus your strength. Bonus. 2d6 plus, 2D6 plus strength bonus? Mm-hmm. Okay, you blast the chunk out of the door. You, you you actually get essentially poke a hole clean through the other side. It's about the size of like a, like a softball, and you can uh, hear very clearly now the voice of a child on the other side being like, "I'm telling you now, if you don't stop, we'll make you. Leave us alone." And and then some, and then you can actually see that the sh- the shards and splinters of wood that you had shot, you know, like scattered everywhere from smacking the door, start to move back into place and reform into the hole. 
and the door what? rebuilds itself. Do I think that's the work of the curse? <laughs> I mean, you thought this door was cursed, but someone's trying to talk. To, someone's talking to you from the other side, and I, all you can hear, and, they, I, again, they, and they just say, "Leave us alone." <laughs> who are you? Wait, who are you? Paradil Lincoln Woods. Oh, oh, Paradil. Oh, oh, wow. Okay. Uh, oh, you on. sound familiar. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's Phileas and my brother Fletcher. We've been, we're, we've been, hold, we've been held up in here. Hold on. Who are you with? I don't, I don't, I, don't rec- I didn't recognize everybody I saw out there. I don't think it even matters who I'm with. It's just a bunch of freaks out here and me. Is it safe? I, I can, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I really want to open this door, buddy. <laughs> Listen. Uh, I'm just trying to figure out what the hell is going on. There's a bunch of soulless people on the surface. We're underground now, and you, you've cursed this door, and I'm afraid of it. And um, just just open up. I need I need some friends that are halfway normal. Okay. There is a brief pause. Yes, there seems to be some consideration happening on the other side before you start to hear the locks of the doors begin to, you know, un- unclasp themselves and the double doors swing open. Well, you can see in this room, there are two, like, braziers that are lit, that are providing some light. There is a mat- there's a large table with which what looks to be sort of like a model, like a scale model of, uh, of like, a small village. Um that's been built out of like, just like different materials. Um, you can almost see like there's stuff moving around in this like model village. Uh, and there's like a ton of like tools and things all scattered around here. There are, and they all seem to be like different sizes and proportions too, like stuff that's been like, like just like either shrunken or enlarged in some way, like hammers that are massive, you know, nails that are, that are massive, like, are, like you know, like tiny little tools that are like on a tiny little workbench. Right? They're all different sizes all over the place. Uh, if you guys remember, like these huh. guys messed with scale a lot. Um, right. These kids messed with scale a lot when they were doing like some of their like, like machinations and manipulations of matter. Um, and you can see that it's just the two kids, just the two boys, um, Phileas and Fletcher, uh, and you know this like that that scale model and all their tools and stuff and he just like he looks at you and he just says are you all that's left what happened to the rest of the heroes I I just stepped out for some cigarettes and I came back to shambles just like dad no I'm just kidding we met that we met their dad like their yeah. like the version of their dad back then I'm just kidding um do you guys want to see it? Some pretty sweet shambles. No, I. You mean we came down here? We were ushered down here when the siege started. We were we were just you know and we were told to try to you know come up with something. We try to just try to keep as many people safe as we could. So we. Well, we've been working on something for a little while. wasn't really ready for testing yet, but uh, we kind of shrunk half the townspeople and put them inside this model the scale model thing you see behind you here. Is Matt Damon in there? Who? 
we can ask next time we shrink ourselves down to go like checking on the folks in there but uh, they we, we've been able to keep things stable they seem to be okay uh, it's actually a great success and and you see Phileas just kind of nodding his head like in agreement like really excitedly but right, what, what, well, what happened out there what's the, what do you mean shambles there's shambles as far as the eye can see shambling here shambling there some oh, no. some things that you you thought could never be shambled have been Wonk sticks his head in and says, and most of the eyes can't see. I, that sounds horrifying. Uh, well, uh, we've just been holed up down here for the last few days. And you see uh, 31 squared now suddenly like pops up and he just says, joyous greetings, children. I remember meeting or an organic child like you many moons ago who helped me discover a purpose to my Rogue Modron life. We are, I am hoping you can help me locate a reference to or any potential path to the realm of Legro Dex. Do you know anything about that? And you see Phileas uh, be like, no, I mean, that's if anything, they, they, you know, the only thing I know is that they, they, they just told us that, you know, it's really important that we didn't let anybody anybody in there. I mean, there's probably some records up. There's a room down the hall with a bunch of papers and other stuff. I, you know, I'm willing to bet there's probably something written on one of those papers that you can read. You know, maybe there's some information there. I know this is where they kept a lot of their, like, super secret stuff. And then they, they look out and, like, is that that door is still locked, right? Like, you had locked that door because you had locked, tried to lock the do inside of it, correct? Permanently locked. Yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they just point. Like, yeah, it's that one over there. All right. Oh. Well, Paradel goes back over there and uses his thieves' tools in, in the intended manner. Okay. You unlock the lock that you locked. And uh, now there's just like, you like open the, the room is like, I mean, covered. Like, papers are everywhere. Some of them are torn. Some of them are, you know, oh like bitten. <laughs> like, you know, they've been flung all over the place. The shelves have been <laughs> emptied onto the floor. Like, I mean, like. The small amount of time in which the Jew was in here thrashing around has done a considerable amount of disorganization and chaos. Uh oh. <laughs> Paradise lights a cigarette. <laughs> She's just gonna put an open flame near all these papers. I mean, I'm standing in the doorway. I'm not like peering over them, like, smoking over them. Okay, fair. Wonk, seeing the shambles in front of him, finally holds out his hand for a cigarette. All right, yeah. Now Dwonk is ready to ready to smoke. Dwonk <laughs> needs a cigarette now, too. Yeah. Okay, 31 Squared continues conversing <laughs> with one. the Prodigy kids. Um, and, you know, begins, like, you, you just hear him, like, asking questions about things like... Um, you know, this particular timeline and like what some of their things that they've created are and, you know, that he's heard of them before, but that's as much as he can say, yada, yada. Um, so right now you are looking at a pile of books and scrolls and things all over the place in no particular order. I guess it's time to start digging. Yes, it is. All right, I need Dwonk. And I need uh, Paradel to both 
make me investigation checks first. Twenty. Ten. All right. I mean, Dwonk, you're just like trying to you're pulling as many, you know, books and stuff like that out as you can find. But like, you know, it's feeling very hopeless to you. However, Paradil is on a mission. He is just, I mean, throwing out anything that has absolutely nothing to do with anything. Like, you know, just like, like, you know, like, I mean, I mean, what may be great and rare works of literature are just being cast aside because you are singularly focused on finding anything that potentially references Legradex. And you find a torn paper that says, you know, like it appears to have been uh, chewed up a bit. <laughs> hmm. um, How curious. But at the at the top, it's it just says, uh, you know, the lighthouse. It, it, it's labeled the lighthouse of Legradex, and it has a um, an actual diagram, like a, like a like, a, like almost like a like cut in half diagram of the lighthouse. And it also details what appears to be a very extensive basement underneath, and then um, on the back of it, there appears to be another set of diagrams that all detail different rooms and areas, but none of them appear to be connected. But you can see that there are certain arrows pointing from one set of like one set of rooms to another, um, and that some of those like, 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 like there's just sort of like a, like a mess of different like. Um, like things kind of pointing in different directions as far as like how the uh, how these separate little maps on the back reference each other or point to each other. You have no idea what this is, Paradell. You were no, not. You never went to the lighthouse. Okay. You probably saw the lighthouse, but like not any closer than right. One so of the if ships anything, the information the I the information I just gave you is all the information that your player or your character sure, would yeah. even have. Right. Oh, that's hysterical and very unfortunate for you, Paradil. <laughs> <laughs> Here we are. Here um, we are. Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, could, no, I mean, like, I don't know what it even looks like that I'm looking at. It almost like like the like on the back. So the side, the, the the front of this particular like 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 long, like piece of paper, has a like cut in half diagram showing all of the rooms of the inside of a like of this like lighthouse like structure this tower right um and there's a bunch of arrows and things like that pointing to different rooms and whatnot on this side but then if you look and flip the paper over it depicts a bunch of top down um like maps of different chambers and rooms but none of them are connected to each other but there are a bunch of arrows that are sort of referencing and like pointing from like one room to another, like in sort of like 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 it's almost as if like like that's like they're connected, but not by actually any corridors on the map per se. Just there are arrows connecting them to each other, like almost like kind of it's almost some sort of diagram or map of like what like how, like how to get from one room to another. But like you don't understand what any of these rooms are or what they mean. It, there's just like you know like there's some of them are labeled like some of them are labeled like study some of them are labeled like graduation and ceremony chamber there's another one that's labeled um like uh cha chamber of the um of the waters of Southwind. there's like there's a few different there's a few different things that are you know that kind of catch your catch your eye but you don't know what any of them are or what they mean okay 
But there's some familiar names. You were, you, you know, there's something that there's a thing that says Legrad X. There's a thing that shows that, that says Southwind. This seems like you're on the right track. Okay, I show everything I have to Thirty One Squared. He says, "Interesting. This helps us if we were at the lighthouse, but this tells me something. That basin has likely been ransacked or." taken at this point by the invading forces based on my calculation of the events of this timeline as they should have happened. However, their whereabouts or the existence of any other is a bit unknown. Phileas, I may may have to ask you a question. Where did you get the materials and where did you shrink down to create this village we see before us. Phileas begins to explain how they, how they actually um, had taken an entire section of one of the uh, of, of like one of the villages or like the neighborhoods of Ardwall and shrunk it down. Um, and then they added some different features based on some of the plunder that had been collected here. <laughs> like actual structures and 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 and, th- and decorations and whatnot have been added based on what they found down here. So it's sort of a combination of what existed above and what existed in here, all made to the same scale. Uh, and he, and Phileas begins describing, yeah, and there was like some sort of like you know fountain like set up down here, and we decided you know it would be kind of nice to put down there because there seemed to be a source of uh, fresh water. Um, and then there was like a separate base and we just kind of added as a decoration in one of the uh, one of the rooms uh, in one of the houses down in there. And 31 squared says, thank you. That might be our ticket. Um, if you don't mind, could you? Uh, well, how does everybody feel? And 31 squared turns to the rest of you about being shrunken down to the size of an ant. Let's do it. Dwonk. Sausage. Dwonk looks at the cask and just says, swimming pool and nods. (laughs) (laughs) Well, boys, if you don't mind sparing some of the magic, I believe that what we are looking for is actually in there. And he points at the scale model of this, like, neighborhood and the boys are go okay but uh, I, you know I, 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 good luck I guess you know let me you know and just 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 head out to the town square right in the center there and give us a wave when you're ready to get back to full size um, and you see that they start like wave like you know like like both like start doing some sort of cooperative like spell like ritualized like like ritual like where they are like like you know like almost like forming like this like this this ball of energy and whatnot and it starts to like you know it's like tendrils from that start to reach out and like touch you guys and you feel like you are being lifted off the ground but as you're being lifted you realize it's it's you're more it's just you're being shrunk and lifted and you are now placed onto like into like the center of this like town square so to speak that's wow. this tiny little model and you can see it's like real people are walking around here and they have real eyeballs and are doing real things <laughs> whoa 
and, and they're um, real they see you Wait, and they're just like these are real people yeah see they're real people walking around and 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 just like you know like like looking rather alarmed and but also like you know intrigued at like you know some new people arriving um to help them or to do something and be like, you know, oh, hello. Oh, you're one of the heroes of Telduria. Oh, we're saved. I'm just as excited to see you. My God. Walk hugs the person closest to him. <laughs> they hug you back enthusiastically. Please tell me you, you, you have you have good news. Did you did you drive back the forces of the undead? Have, have we been saved? Uh. No, we're, we're, we're still working on it. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, I do have a question for you, though. Uh, you, sure. You, you want a you want a cigarette? <laughs> <laughs> well, if you don't have good news for me, then yeah, sure. I'll take one. Um, what, what 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 brings you here? The the boys have just been trying to keep us safe. We were just kind of told to 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 stay down in, until until word arrived. We were hoping you were the one bringing us the good news. I think we need to find either a lighthouse or a fountain. I've heard both these things were would be helpful to us. Oh, I'm you mean that sure fountain right one. over there? And he turns around, and like you're looking at a gigantic fountain that's sitting in the town square. <laughs> uh, Dudu walks yes. over and starts slurping the water. <laughs> that sounds good. It's it is clear and fresh. You have no idea where it is being fed from. Dudu goes full goose mode and is now floating in the <laughs> in the water. No, wait, no, come on! Oh no, mode. we drink out of that. <laughs> <laughs> and like you can no. now see that there are a bunch of townspeople trying to like wrangle this this giant goose person uh, and get them out of the fountain. 31 squared looks over and says, don't worry, that is actually not the source of that I am looking for. Uh, good villager person, sir. Is there a place where me may find, is there like a fountain or a, or a small basin of water or something of that that, that, that that people have been staying away from for inexplicable reasons? And his eyes shift around back and forth inside of his boxy head. Um, why, yes, actually, it's funny that you mentioned that. There is one in that building right over there. We all kind of stay away from it because it just feels fucking weird, man. You want to go towards that? We're doing it. Peridot goes over toward towards it. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you start walking towards this building, and none of you feel any sort of strangeness. It just looks like it's a normal house. Um, but when you open it up, it's like completely unfurnished. The only thing that's in there in this single floor home is what it looks to be like a bird bath in the center of like the the, the, the structure. And, it, and if in the bird bath itself is almost empty, there's maybe like a teaspoon of water inside of it. I'm going to investigate. Okay, investigate. 18. 18. Okay, this is about the weirdest fucking thing you've ever seen in your life. This looks like something <laughs> out of like a strange dream. Like no, nothing about this is normal. Nothing about this is 
Like, like who, like who builds a house and doesn't f actually like build any other walls inside of it besides the ones that support? How is the roof even being supported without any support beams here? There's literally just a bird bath in the center of like an open floor. This is weird as hell. And that little water inside of that, that just tiny little drop of water, just like appears to just glint with almost like you can almost see like a prism of like color as you like, you know, as you sort of just like move your eyes across it. Did the did the boys follow us down here? No. Shrink shrink. They're themselves? they're they're ready to bring you back to normal size when you are ready. Okay. Well, I'm I'm gonna try to get thirty one squared over to the fountain and see what see what he he thinks about the situation. Um, so he'll, you know, he'll saunter up and then you see him like he take, he takes his tiny little legs and he they telescope out. So he stands a little taller, but now he's like, you know, like kind of like swaying a little bit because obviously his balance is a little bit off because his center of gravity is so high compared to the antenna like legs that are supporting him underneath. Is he standing on little teeny tiny toes? No. They're just like almost like just like kind of like flat, like metal feet. Um, okay. And he like looks inside and he says, yep, that's that stuff. So he looks over. That's, he's like, I could try to stuff. Yeah, he's like, I could try to explain to you. The multitude of properties that this particular little bit of liquid contains. However, it is neither the time nor the place to go into such an explanation when time is literally of the essence. Hmm. Peridil, if you would be so kind to, well, embrace chaos for a moment and ingest that liquid. I'm ready for anything. Peridil uh, takes out uh, his uh, silly straw that he has in his satchel. <laughs> okay. And he, he turns to 31 squared. He says, uh, just, you just, just drink it. Imbibe it. That means drink. Yeah. Yes. All right. You feel a very strange sensation as this tiny amount of liquid sort of, you know, travels down into your stomach. Um, oh my god, I'm feeling a very strange sensation as this tiny amount of liquid travels down into my stomach. <laughs> god damn you. <laughs> um, and you feel it's, it's slightly, like, unsettling. Uh, and 31 squared says... Okay, Paradell, I need you to focus. Says we only have a few moments here before, well, you'll know when it happens. I need you to grab my strange metallic hands. And he reaches I'm his hands out. I'm grabbing them. Okay. Grab, grab. I want you to imagine a space outside of time. I want you to think of all of the possibilities, all of the choices that led you to where you are today, all of the different lives you could have lived, but instead chose the life you, in the path that you are on now. Reflect for a moment. 
embrace the fact that this outcome is only one of millions of other possibilities, millions of other paradils, millions of other lives you've lived at the same time. You just blew my mind. Focus, Paradil. Now is not the time for existential crises. All right, I'm, I'm focused. I'm, I'm taking your words at face value. I'm, tr I'm, I'm focusing. <laughs> okay. I'm being uh, serious. No, I know. Uh, so you're, you, so you're focusing, and as you're focusing, um, you know, you almost feel like this rush, this like this, this, this flash of, uh, of like like memories, like your life is flashing before your eyes. Like you can, you know, remember all the different like things that led you to here, like your time as a child. Oh yes, my God, I'm learning to tie my shoes. I'm a little Paradil baby. Oh, oh, I'm riding a bicycle. Oh, here we go. Oh, I'm graduating the gnome high school. Oh, oh, and my first uh, um, time that I ate beef jerky at a super slide. Do you want to keep going? I'm sorry, I didn't want to stop you. <laughs> I'm married now. No, it's my wife, Camilla. I, oh, I love you. We're going to be together forever. Oh, kiss kiss me, gnome and wife. It's our wedding. I'm carrying you over the threshold in our apartment. I'm I'm in my shop in the Gray Citadel. Oh, you're oh, you're taking our daughter on a vacation to Ool. Oh, uh goodbye, honey. Be safe. Better get back to my blacksmithing. Oh my god. I'm reading I'm reading the news. I'm hearing the news. My Ool. Ool exploded. My family is dead. And uh, with 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 that revelation, with that sort of reminiscing, with that you know, this, these 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 rush of memories and things and lifetimes floating past you, rushing through your mind, your mouth opens, and a torrent of water blasts out. Um, it, it begins to fill the room. It begins to just like, I mean, it's just like you are like literally creating a flash flood with the amount of liquid just like blasting forth from your mouth. And that liquid then begins to swirl and then creates like sort of like a, like an oval standing where like the water just sort of like shimmers. It's almost created a portal just from water. And 31 squared says, you've done it, Paradil. You've done it. Just give me one moment. And 31 squared like walks up to the portal and he looks back at you and he says, no, the choice you made here today has helped millions of lives across multiple timelines. And he steps into the watery portal and disappears. There's a few, there's a pause for a few moments and then bursting forth from the portal are all of these wisps of light of, of, like, of, of just like white light. Just, I mean, I mean, I mean, thousands of them just pouring out and into the like, like this, this mini town square and then, and then actually, and then like growing in size on their own and then just like flying out the door of the room you came in from and out into 
like up and up and out up the ladder and out of sight. It takes a few. It takes a, about a minute for all of this to like happen as there's like again thousands just pouring out until the water then collapses again into a little tiny drop on the floor. And that's what we're going to call this episode of the Hapless Heroes Podcast. I was going to drink it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <clears throat> oh, I wonder what just happened. I wonder what you just did. Me too. That was, that was crazy. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Well, what I, I mean, we'll find out. At some point. Maybe. Maybe we'll find out. Maybe. But uh, in the meantime, if you like us, you can find us on the internet. We're on such places as Twitter and Instagram if you look for at Hapless Heroes or on Red, uh, Facebook and Reddit just look for Hapless Heroes Podcast. Those places have sticky posts and other ways that will direct you to our Discord server, which is where we actually spend the majority of our time socializing with our beautiful audience, you. Um, we encourage you to come in, join in the conversation, talk about, you know, whatever it is. Just come say hi, come tell us how you found the show, come share pictures of your cute little furry animals at home or your... Uh, tell us about, you know, some of the games and things you're doing or, you know, like, you know, the characters you built in your worlds and whatnot or how Hapless Heroes has changed your life. We want to hear about it. Come join us in our Discord server. But if you really, really like us, you can leave us a five-star review on the podcast service of your choice. Uh, we'd really appreciate it. We love reading your kind words because we'll say some nice things right about right back to you on the air. And if your podcast service does not allow you to leave a review, you know, if you can just leave us a rating and you want to say something nice anyways, you could just go right up onto our Discord server where we have a five-star channel or shoot us an email at haplessheroes at gmail.com and say some nice things to us. And we'll acknowledge you right now. Like I'm about to acknowledge Bardest who writes to us and says, it took me almost one year to date which was 2-2021 to catch up completely listening to this podcast and I tr- can truly can say that there is but one thing I would change about this podcast and that is I'm sorry Hoblet but you weren't meant to grow up we don't want the we don't want the timer we need it other <laughs> <laughs> than that it has been a wild and crazy journey that I wouldn't change for the world you guys are indeed the pinnacle of perfect the P.O.P. and I say uh-huh. this with utmost certainty Gary Gygax would only be angry over the jealousy he would have for you guys creating something more ingenious than him P.S. Possible hot take. Matt Mercer ain't got shit on you guys. Five stars. Damn, Bardust. Aw, thanks. Um, That's the best wrong thing I've ever heard. Th- right. That is wrong <laughs> on so many levels, but we really appreciate the fact that you feel that way. Um, <laughs> five stars for you. Five stars to you. Now, if you really, really, really like us, you can uh, donate to our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash heroes. We have a bunch of rewards on there for you. Behind the scenes audio bloopers and other things we're going to keep trying to add on there. Um, as of this recording, we still haven't recorded the hot chip challenge, which is totally my fault, but I'm trying to get the, I want to, I want to record it so that we get the video. So we get everyone's reactions wherever we are. What else, what else do I need to do? I need to like belch people's names or something like that. You've signed yourself up for a lot of things. Uh, you have to make everybody pants. <laughs> I thank you. You have to make somebody. No, a pair of pants. I need, I need to, yeah, I need to make one pair of pants. Or you need to make somebody. some ducks, some pair of pants, or some chickens pants no, or something. I'm just gonna make one pair of pants. Zach has but, has written a lot of checks that uh, his memory <laughs> can't really cash no. here. <laughs> so the the two that I remember that I, are definitely possible because first of all, I never specified what material the pants would be made out of, or how well made they would be. 
how well they made and what size and if they would be of an appropriate size so i can literally make any <laughs> kind of thing that would be considered pants out of anything what we're trying to uh, say is that you should donate to our patreon so that you can <laughs> uh, motivate zach to deliver on his false promises no 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 i'm going to do it i'm going to do that and i the one thing that would take very little effort is i think i need to belch people's names so um no i need to like make i need to belch, belch the names name of our them. patreon donors I think, no, I th- what was it? I need to either belch their names or belch and then name the belch after. <laughs> name the belch after them? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I feel like that sounds straight. more like something I would promise. Yeah. Anyway, please remind me of what I need to do in the, in the Patreon lounge, in the Patreon lounge, because I, I really don't remember what it is that I'm supposed to do. And um, if you like us <laughs> right now, you like us, <laughs> Sally Field and the whole deal going to your local butcher shop and uh, demand 3,000 pounds of beef and when they refuse that order because that's insane and it's impossible I think I don't know I'm not a butcher I think if you order 3,000 pounds of beef they would either laugh at you or get irate because butchers do not have time to joke about beef Um, you should say please sir and you should say it in the British accents like in the British accent like this you should say Please, sir, I I need three thousand pounds of beef for my favorite podcast is Hapless Heroes podcast, and well, I'm going to bury myself underground and listen to it three thousand times in its entirety, and I need one pound of beef for each listen. That is so strange. That is that is one of the strangest things we've ever asked someone to do. Not the strangest. But it's up there. Also probably doable. I mean, I guess so. But <laughs> no, it's definitely doable. <laughs> that requires just lack of shame, I think, <laughs> and nothing else. Yeah, that's fair. Well, I mean, you heard it here, folks. I mean, this is how you devote, you know, and how you show your devoted love to us. Uh, but until then, I'm going to outro my cast, and uh, we will be back to hopefully our main story next week. Uh, but until then, it has been John as Dr. Didu. Ah, sausage was delicious. Oh, I'm feeling much better. Mm, yes. Zach as Parrot of Lincoln Woods. I'm glad I still have my cigarettes. <laughs> and Nicole as Dwan Coppergrog. If nothing else today, I've learned I don't like smoking. Thanks for joining us on this journey. I've been Francesco. We will be back with our regularly scheduled programming next week. I love you. Bye-bye. Bye. Oh, thank you for listening.